Eisenberg, 101.5 WHFT. Good afternoon and thank you for joining us on this Thursday afternoon. This is an exciting uh, weekend that we have to look forward to. We have the Northampton Jazz Festival. Uh, in our second half today, we're going to have Bruce Nimzik with Evan Armston. If you've never heard A La Basse, they were going to be playing in Pulaski Park at the end of the Jazz Fest at... Uh, uh, it looks like at 5 o'clock on Saturday, but we're going to go through what's, what other um, things are on the menu for us this weekend, this incredible array of talented people who are going to be uh, blessing us here in Northampton. Um, tune in tomorrow. We're going to be talking about question four on the ballot on November 8th, which involves immigrants' uh, right to procure a driver's license here in Massachusetts. Uh, the legislature passed it, the governor uh, um, vetoed it, and then he was overridden by both chambers of the legislature. We're going to be talking about that tomorrow. But right now, we are, uh, Brian Adams is going to continue talking about harvest time by interviewing someone from yet another local farm. Hi, Brian. Hi, Buzz. Thank you for introducing me. Uh, yes, it's harvest month, and we're moving right along. We've talked about uh, all sorts of different vegetables. Today, we're going to talk about animals with Denise Barstow of Barstow's Longview Farm in Hadley, which has been a dairy farm since 1806. Thomas Jefferson was still in his first term as president when Denise's, let me get this right, great, 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 great grandfather purchased the land. So she is a Barstow from way back when, 200 And you were only seven years old when she still, when this was farm 14. was started. Oh, I okay. was 14, yes, but thank you. Um, Denise, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. So one of the issues we deal with on the show is, is climate change. Uh, and this farm is not your great-great-great-great-grandfather's farm. I mean, there's been remarkable technological advances uh, since then, obviously. It has been 216 years. And one of those is this methane digester that you have that, uh, that is unbelievable in terms of uh, combating some of the issues with climate change and dairy farming. Can you start talking about, by talking about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have an anaerobic digester on our farm, which takes the energy potential, which is methane, out of cow manure and food waste, and it turns it into enough electricity to power 1,600 homes. Um, and we're getting other byproducts from this process as well. We're getting a chemical-free fertilizer that we're using to spread on our land um, and also heat from a heat recovery unit that we use to heat the system itself and also eight homes entirely. So we all have free hot showers after a long day in the barn. That is so cool. And how does a, a, a aerobic, right? Or an an anaerobic. Anaerobic means without oxygen. Correct, yeah. So how does that work? Um, so we're getting... We have a lot of cow manure, plenty of that on the farm. We have 600 head. We milk 300 dairy cows, um, and each cow is producing about 100 pounds of manure per day. 100 pounds a day? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and we're also getting food waste um, from local food producers. So we're getting stuff from Cabot Agrimark, where we're sending our milk. We get stuff from Whole Foods, um, grease trap waste from local restaurants. And, you know, it does sound like a lot of manure, but most of our digester is run on that food waste um, here in New England, there's a big, you know, there's a lot of food processing going on, and we're right here at 90 and 91. Um, so it's a very convenient stop for those truck drivers to come drop off that food waste and turn it into something that can be used in the form of electricity and fertilizer. Um, so once we've collected all of that stuff, it goes into the digester itself, and it works a lot like a stomach. Um, so it's really hot in there. Everything's moving around. There's big turbines, and all of the gas is rising to the top like a big... Fart. Sounds like my stomach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's that methane gas. We're going to blow that through um, two engines that are, they used to be cruise ship engines, and now we've changed them into run on this methane gas um, that turns a generator and makes that electricity that we send out to the grid. And we're only using about 3% of the electricity that we produce on our farm. So most of it is going right out into our community. That is, is so cool. So you're converting not just your farm waste, manure, um, but also all sorts of food waste from all sorts of places into electricity, into heat, into fertilizer. Unbelievable. You are harvesting energy. Absolutely, yeah. So in the early 2000s, um, the milk market was really 
uh, taking a tumble like no one had seen before. Um, and my family needed to diversify our farm in order to continue farming and doing what we love and taking care of the land and of our herd. Um, so we worked with four other dairy farmers in Massachusetts, um, which gave us a louder voice, which got the legislators interested, got some investors involved. And we were one of the first um, in the country to have a digester that isn't designed to be run on just animal manure. It's designed to be run on this food waste as well. So we were the second one in the state. Um, we learned a lot from the first uh, digester in Rutland, from, um, excuse me, Rutland, Massachusetts, at the Jordan Dairy Farm. Um, so it, it helps to go second sometimes. Um, yeah. And it's been in operation since 2013. Wow, that is so impressive. And Jim McGovern, our congressman, visited the site on his last farm tour. I know waxed eloquently and perhaps is continuing to do so at the, con the big White House conference on hunger and food insecurity that, uh, that he is at, along with our own Monty. Uh, from, That's right. Yeah, which is, which is pretty cool. Let's stay on this. Um, oh, hold on. Buzz, Denise said the word fart. Is that okay on the air? Absolutely not. Do not ever say fart on the air. Okay, we won't say fart again. But I do want to talk about passing gas and... Uh, and, and cows aren't always uh, climate-friendly because they do fart and belch, and there are methane emissions. But there's some foods I know out there. My, my uh, brother's uh, girlfriend talked about uh, seaweed as a cow food that can reduce methane. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of studies on that right now. And cows, you're right, they do get a bad rap um, for producing methane, which is absolutely true. Um, but... I'd like to point out that the transportation and energy, um, they have better lobbyists than we do as dairy farmers, um, which is a much larger contributor to climate change. Um, but absolutely important that we're going to do our part. Um, it's one of the reasons that I want to work on my family's dairy farm is because climate change is something that we take very seriously. It impacts us every day, um, and it impacts our future. And seaweed is something that is not on the menu yet for our herd, um, but something that we're definitely open to as um, as it becomes more available in different forms. Um, right now, you know, getting seaweed trucked over from the coast isn't as reliable as maybe if something was pelletized. Um, so, you know, we're, we're open to that. Um, our motto on the farm is looking forward since 1806. Um, so that is our commitment every day to our herd our land, our community, food system, our workforce um, to build a better future. That's so inspirational. So now when I drink milk from Cabot I, or eat my cheese from Cabot, I can think of that I'm, that I'm moving things forward since 1806 because you are one of the members of the Cabot Cooperative, correct? Yes. Yep. We are one of the about 600 family farms in New England and New York, part of Cabot uh, Creamery Cooperative. Um, let's stay on this uh, technological advances in, in, in farming. And one of the things that blew my mind when I was at your website was robots milking cows. I repeat, robots are milking cows. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, we have five Laylee astronaut robotic milkers, which sounds really cool because they are really cool. Um, essentially, uh, it's a room that the animal is able to enter in whenever she wants so she can get this pressure out of her body. Um, and it knows who the animal is based on the RFID chip in her collar, which is kind of like an easy pass. So it says, hey, Bessie is here. It knows the last time that she milked, how much milk she gave. It's going to get her grain based on her previous lactation that's specific to that animal. And it's going to clean and hook up to each tea automatically, milk her, and send her on her way. Um, Average cow milks for about seven minutes, two or three times a day, all on their own schedule. Um, and this is a great farm efficiency tool for us. We've seen increased um, herd health. We've seen increased milk production, increased milk quality, uh, decreased vet bills. Um, but we've also, you know, this is a great animal welfare tool for us because we have more data and information on our girls. Um, we can catch things more quickly, and we can provide more individualized care for each of our our animals. Robots milking cows. That's so cool. Now, that gives you another hour and a half of sleep. So rather than getting up at 3.30, you can now sleep into, what did you say, 5? 5 5.30. Yep. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. That's really pretty amazing. Um, you said cows produce 100 pounds of manure a day. How much milk does a cow give a day? 
Um, just under 100 uh, pounds. We do everything by pounds um, instead of gallons, as people might expect, just a little more um, accurate. Uh, so we are paid by the 100 weight or 100 pounds of milk, um, and which is about eight and a half gallons. So um, Eight and a half gallons a day per cow. Uh, yes. Wow. Um, and usually it's more like nine or ten. Um, our highest producer right now is producing 18 and a half gallons per cow. Oh, my God. Or per day. Well, what makes her the highest producer? Um, she recently had a calf, um, and she's just a super, super lady. Wow. Um, was there ever a time, so you're you're seventh generation um, dairy woman. Was there ever a time that you didn't see yourself being on the family farm? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, I graduated from high school, and the farm was always a place that I loved, but it was a place that was hard work and um, didn't always have, you know, not the best way to make money, I'll be honest with you. Um, so I went off. I worked in Yellowstone National Park. I worked in Breckenridge, Colorado, and in Glacier National Park. And then I think some time away helped me to realize how absolutely important it is what my family is doing. We're keeping 450 acres of Massachusetts farmland open. We're providing New England with a wholesome, nutritious, affordable protein. Um, we're taking care of our animals every day, and we're deeply rooted in our community. Well, that just sounds so cool. So you left, but you came, but it drew you right back. We're talking with Denise Barstow of Barstow's Longview Farm in Hadley, which has been a dairy farm since 1806. We will continue this conversation when we come back. Stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg. 101.5 WHMP Got killed by 10 million pounds of sludge from New York and New Jersey On our next show, we'll be speaking with Medea Benjamin, co-founder of Code Pink, whose new book is The War in Ukraine, Making Sense of a Senseless Conflict, and... Kurt Wise from the Massachusetts Budget and Policy Center on the Fair Share Amendment and Leslie Newman and Sylvia Gover will delve into dreams and books. All this plus more beginning Friday at 9 o'clock. Bill Newman, weekdays at 9 and again at 5. WHMP News, Information, and the Arts. Ron Carter played with Miles Davis in the 60s with A Tribe Called Quest in the 90s. This Saturday, Ron Carter brings his quartet to Northampton's Academy of Music. The Northampton Jazz Festival, kicking off Friday with a jazz strut. Seven jazz ensembles around town. Saturday, the Freddie Bryant Brazilian Trio, Ashley Pizzotti. In Pulaski Park, Hot Club of New York spins rare jazz 78s. And so much more. This Friday and Saturday, jazz abounds downtown. See the full festival lineup at the Northampton Jazz Fest website. Why work for just any hospital when you can work for Cooley Dickinson Hospital in Northampton? Cooley Dickinson Hospital is the winner of the Best Local Choice Award by the Daily Hampshire Gazette's 2022 Reader's Choice Awards. And right now, they're offering a $10,000, yes, a $10,000 sign-on bonus for inpatient and emergency department nurses. Don't wait. Apply online today at cooleydickinson.org. It happens all over Massachusetts. In every home and every community. Learning can happen anytime, anywhere. And no matter how learning takes place in your family's life, DESE is there as your partner. The Massachusetts Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. Never stop learning. Find out more at mass.gov slash back to school. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Department for Elementary and Secondary Education. The Literacy Project is the place to go if you are an adult hoping to improve your reading, writing, and math skills. 
or if you want help preparing for the high school equivalency exam. The Literacy Project offers free classes at five locations in Franklin and Hampshire counties. We also offer classes to help you prepare for college and to help you plan for a career. If you want to learn, the Literacy Project is the place for you. To find out about Literacy Project classes in Northampton, call 413-584-6755. To find out about our classes in Greenfield, Orange, Amherst, and Ware, check us out online at literacyproject.org. The Literacy Project is the place to go if you want support furthering your education and accomplishing career goals. If you want to learn, the Literacy Project is the place for you. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. We are talking with Denise Barstow of Barstow's Longview Farm in Hadley, which has been a dairy farm since 1806, and Denise is a seventh-generation dairy farmer. So it's delightful to have you on the show. Um, Denise, I am not a seventh-generation dairy farmer. In fact, I'm not even a first-generation dairy farmer, but I know a thing or two about cows that I bet you don't know. So let me just ask you a few questions here. Why did the cow cross the road? To uh, get to the other side. Wow. I can't, I can't yeah. let you answer because I have to be quick on these. Why do cows have hooves instead of feet? Because they lack toes. Ooh. Good one. <laughs> if you could breed a cow with a duck, what would you get? Milk and quackers. Where, where's the soundtrack, Dan? There should be, there should be cranked up. You should be removed from the air for right. any of those jokes. One more. Um, what do you call a cow that can't give... Milk and perhaps this whole comedy routine of mine. What do you call that? An utter failure. Oh, my goodness. We'll probably stop there before I get booted Brian, out Brian, you've been canceled. <laughs> it's official. You're now canceled. Oh, wow. Well, as long as I don't have to move out of here right now <laughs> and can last another six minutes, we will be, we will be good. Uh, Denise, your favorite thing about dairy farming? You know... That's such a good question because it's kind of just like the whole lifestyle. Um, dairy farming is not something that you put down at the end of the day. It's something that's always on our mind. Um, I love working with my family. Um, you know, we're all right there on the farm, so I, I really live with my family and having the opportunity to make critical decisions about where we're going to go in the future um, as a multi-generational dairy farm is really so impactful and meaningful to me. Biggest challenge as a dairy farmer? Uh, there's a big list for that. <laughs> uh, dairy farmers have no control over the price that we receive for the product that we produce. Um, it's all controlled by uh, supply and demand, but also stock markets and the government. Um, so it's, it's kind of tricky out there to make uh, a living as a dairy farmer. Um, here in the Pioneer Valley, we face some issues with um, access to land. There's a lot of development pressure here in the area. Um, so we've, you know, a lot of the farmland that's currently available is currently for sale. Um, and I think labor would be the last thing um, for me to mention. Uh, I know everybody is having a hard time with labor right now, any business. And um, when we bring people onto our farm, we expect them to work, but we also expect them to take deep care of our herd and our animals. Um, and that's something that you can't just trust with anybody. It's an art form, animal care. Sounds like a long list of challenges, but it also sounds like you are rising to the occasion, which is so exciting. And one way you're doing that is by di diversifying. Not only do you uh, sell the milk, but you also have a farm store. You sell ice cream. You give farm tours. You have programs. And I think you have an event coming up uh, this Sunday. Is that correct? Yeah, we're celebrating Hakanam Day this Sunday um, between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Uh, Hakanam is where Barso's Longview Farm is located. It's the Hakanam Rural Historic District. Um, we also have Skinner State Park, a part of that um, event. And we're giving free tours at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. at the at the farm. Um, meets at Barso's Dairy Store and Bakery, and we'll also have the uh, Hockenham Village Schoolhouse open for 
um, some presentations and an open house. And where is the farm? We are at 172 Hockenham Road. Um, we're right on the South Hadley line. We're in Hadley. If you know where the entrance gate to the Skinner State Park, um, where the White House is up there on the mountain, we are just a quarter mile past that. Oh, very cool. So you could really get a whole lot of activities in, including a beautiful farm tour, and then head on up to Skinner for the views. And I think the hawks are still migrating now. Yeah. It is September. It, no, it'll be October then, won't it? Uh, yes. I think it will, but still, the hawks don't know that. And Denise Barshelf, people want to read about this, read about your farm, read about the event that you have upcoming. How do they find you? Yeah, please check us out at barstowslongviewfarm.com. We're also on Facebook and on Instagram. I was telling Denise earlier to do my due diligence and come up with questions. I visited the uh, website this morning. And I thought, oh, it'll take me, you know, half an hour to get some good questions. Two hours later, I haven't written a question down because I'm so immersed in the intricacies of uh, anaerobic digesting and robust. That's not what took time. It's those jokes you looked up it was, that I took time. Know what. I made up those jokes, Buzz. Actually, I didn't. I did Google cow jokes for kids. Um, we only have a minute and a half or so left, Denise, but I do want to, uh, just a burning question for me. Do you know the cows by name? And you actually name the cows. In fact, you even have a cow naming contest. But if a cow walks into the barn, do you know who she is? Yeah, um, it's really important on our farm for us to know who our animals are. Um, we would identify um, sickness or any kind of issue with our cows just like we would our kids. So it really relies on us and our team knowing our cows and what they're like. So I know if I walk into group one in the morning and Adelaide isn't trying to eat my ponytail, then maybe Adelaide isn't feeling good today. Um, so something that we can catch a little more quickly. Uh, 600 head sounds like a lot. Um, but it really is, you know, these animals are part of our family. We know them. And yes, they all have names. Um, we have a Name the Calf contest that we run at Barstow's Dairy Storm Bakery. And we do it so the first two weeks of January are A names. The second two weeks are B names. It goes all the way through. Um, right now we have the Qs posted on the board and the Rs are being born. And and what uh, what are names that begin with the letter Q? We'll find out. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So check out the website for that. Um, we've been talking with Denise Barstow of Barstow's Longview Farm in Hadley, which has been a dairy farm since 1806. Uh, they operate uh, both a dairy farm, but as well as a farm store, an ice cream parlor. They give farm tours right in the uh, Mount Skinner shadow right there. So please visit the website and visit her. Thank you so much. Uh, for well, thank us. you. And thank you for conforming your farming practices to uh, the requirements of climate change. And I hope Barstow's is still around for another 200 years. Thank you so much. 216 years. I hope 217 more years. <laughs> That's right. And <laughs> we'll be all. right back with Jazz in just after We will a few with words. Bruce Nimzek and Evan Armston of A La Basse. We're going to be right back. Stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. The Afternoon Buzz is brought to you by Lundgren, family run since 1964. Experience it in Greenfield. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Wednesday, after over a decade of urging from U.S. Congressman Jim McGovern, President Biden convened the first White House conference on hunger, nutrition, and health since the Nixon administration. The plan relies heavily on expanding existing programs, including elements of the American Rescue Plan and reinstating the child tax credit. First, help more Americans. Since you can help more Americans access the food that will keep their families nourished and healthy. A lot of food deserts out there. Second, Give folks the option and information they need to make healthy dietary choices. Thirdly, help more Americans be physically active. The Biden administration has already secured over $8 billion from over 100 organizations to help reach the goal of ending hunger by 2030. Students from Leverett and Shutesbury are having trouble getting to school on time. The Amherst Regional School Committee heard from parents who say buses are late picking up their kids, causing difficulty for them to get to class. Superintendent Michael Morris says this has been an ongoing problem since the fall of 2021. No resolution was reached at the meeting, but they will continue to discuss it. 
The Greenfield Armory building went to auction Wednesday and sold to the highest bidder for $390,500, although the property has been assessed at $1.2 million. The winning bidder's identity will become public record in 60 days when the sale is complete. The property is in urban residential district and is a historic property. Sunshine and thin clouds this afternoon, a high of 62 to 66. It'll be mostly clear tonight. Cool. Overnight lows of 36 to 42. Another partly sunny day here tomorrow, a high of 62 to 66. And mid-60s again on Saturday, chance for a few showers. I'm 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 101.5 WHMP. Sunday mornings on WHMP means polka, polka carousel. Every Sunday morning from 8 till noon, TZ brings his award-winning polka carousel to the airwaves of the valley, playing the polka classics and the latest polka hits. There are polka hits? Brought to you by Saluzniak Funeral Home, Northampton's funeral home for over 110 years and four generations of unparalleled, thoughtful memorial care. It's polka carousel every Sunday morning from 8 till noon, WHMP. Lundgren Honda. Experience it. Now, it isn't just one thing. It is everything you expect when you're looking for your next car, your first car, or to repair your car. Award-winning customer service, no-hassle negotiation-free pricing, and friendly, familiar faces you know and trust with your vehicle. Hi, Marty here from Lundgren Honda. If you are looking for a pre-owned car, truck, or SUV, we have it. The best selection. The most pre-owned vehicles you'll find anywhere in Franklin County and beyond. Over 100 to choose from. Some dealers may be struggling with their inventory, but not here at Lundgren Honda. We have over 25 half and three-quarter ton trucks in stock and ready to roll. Lundgren Honda is consistently increasing their inventory. The best selection of new and used vehicles in the tri-state region for the best price you'll find anywhere. Experience it. Consumer Satisfaction Award winners two years running. Lundgren Honda proudly provides you with an award-winning experience. See the latest selection of new and certified pre-owned cars at 409 Federal Street and LundgrenHondaOfGreenfield.com. Lundgren Honda of Greenfield. Experience it. Right in your town, maybe even in your neighborhood, an immigrant is building a new life, trying to find their way, all while learning a new language. The International Language Institute offers free English classes for immigrants and refugees, for true beginners and others, like students in our Bridge to College and Careers program. One of the nation's top language schools is right here, with free English classes for immigrants and refugees. The International Language Institute in downtown Northampton. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And what an exciting time of the year it is to be uh, here in Western Massachusetts because it is the Northampton Jazz Festival uh, with unbelievable talent that come to this region. Um, and it's free. There's no cover. Except for one show. Except and other than that, it's show. a great event. Yeah. And I had tickets for that one show with Ron Carter. And unfortunately, we had a friend pass away last Saturday. So um, our priorities are where they should be. But um, somebody else will be sitting in my seat, in my wife's seat, to hear the incomparable, uh, amazing, at 85 years old, Ron Carter. However, there's so much other talent here. And to share... Uh, one of them with us today is uh, Take 5 with Bruce Nimzik. Bruce, who's here, with you? Here we are with Evan Artston. And before we get on a little further with this, Evan is one of those guys, he's a multi-talented guy, and he cleans up pretty good also, which comes into something that... He's definitely the most handsome person in this studio oh, he, right easily, now. Easily, easily. <laughs> uh, about four or five weeks ago, we played on Summer on Strong, and that night, I was alone. My wife had something else to do. Gretchen had something else to do. So I sat at a table with four or five of our friends, women, and all of them, I think they were all musicians. And so Evan was playing I think clarinet. I smell a group swoon coming on. Oh, you wait till you see this. Um, so Evan was playing the clarinet. And actually, Nancy uh, Janison, who I think has studied with you, a friend, a player of her own was she was grinning ear to ear. Well, then Evan sang. And Buzz, you'll remember when the Beatles appeared on the Ed Sullivan Lots show. Lots of screaming from screaming, screaming young and women. crying. If these women weren't our age, I think they would have been 
maybe throwing themselves at Evan. Well, now so, that I'm now that because I've heard Evan, I've listened recently on YouTube when I was going through this uh, the menu for who's going to be performing, and I listened to uh, Evan's group, and I realized here in Northampton in twenty. Uh, 22, it might not be just women who are swooning when oh, that Evan could be. sings. That could be. Uh, but I don't think the women realized that you could sing at the time. So they were really Oh, he talks and sings, they too. Doubly, he plays the clarinet and sings. Okay, what do you have to say for yourself, kid? <laughs> Come on. I mean, you said a mouthful already. Um, yeah, so... You, you're not the same color as you were when you came in here. You're right. Kind of blushing <laughs> I'm shrinking good. into my chair. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I... I love being here in the Pioneer Valley, you know, so, and there's lots of music happening. And uh, you mentioned Nancy. I, I love working uh, with Nancy. Uh, she's the conductor for the New Horizons mm -hmm. Band at the Northampton yep. Music Center. And I teach their clarinet section, um, which I'm very proud to do. And uh, so, you know, I've just loved getting to know the community. But back, this singing thing, they didn't, none of them realized right. that you were going to break out in songs. That's so kind they, of my stealth uh, really move, was, and, I guess. And actually, uh, damn good singer. I've actually been singing longer than any of my other instruments. My dad used to get me on stage when I was about two years old really? to sing with him. He used to bribe me with ice cream and stuff like that. Nice. Um, and I'm very fortunate, you know, I'm glad that he did because, you know, singing is the most, one of the most fundamental instruments for anybody okay. to do and you know so i get all my clarinet students to sing you know so then you started from you went from singing right to clarinet or did you play another instrument or uh no i played piano first uh from five years old and then you know from seven i was studying clarinet and my first teacher was my grandfather lloyd arnson who's still playing in 95 really wow that's that's a wonderful yeah yeah he just celebrated his 95th birthday and Played a show, you know, a gig for his birthday. That's what I try to do every wow. year myself. <laughs> well, hopefully at 95, you're still uh, playing shows. It'd be great. Absolutely. Yeah. Knock wood, you know. Yeah. So we've got the weekend coming up, and you guys are playing with your um, group called Eh La Bas. Well, did I, that, did I get that right? I got to correct your pronunciation okay. there. We were talking about Eh La Bas. Eh La Bas. Eh la okay, ba. but the way it's written out here, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll let you in on the joke. So the band is entirely made up of Canadians, Western Canadians. Eh? Yeah. A. Okay. There you go. All right. Eh. Now we're hearing a collective groan from the radio audience. Well, I'm sure. let me make them really groan. <laughs> My favorite Canada joke is, do you know how Canada got its name? They put the whole alphabet in the hat, and they picked it out, and they went C, A, N, A, D, A. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> wow, Buzz. Uh, <laughs> you know. So it's A La Bas. A La Bas. A la bas and of course, that's, you know, a New Orleans song. It's very famous. Uh, originally had lyrics in Creole. Okay. I don't know if we're going to hear any Creole on Saturday. Um, no. Probably not. So Evan Arnson, who else is in the group? Um, so, yeah, my brother on banjo and guitar, uh, our great friend Andrew Miller, Super great drummer, um, also living in New York. My brother's in New York. Uh, Jennifer Hodge, she was kind of like the sister we never had on bass, yeah. also in New York. And um, Bria Skonberg, my uh, collaborator. for trumpeter and, and singer. Yeah. She's an incredible vocalist. Yeah, band leader. I mean, she's been a leader for, you know, ever since I've known her a long time. She's always been... A band leader, but also a leader of communities, you know. She's a beautiful um, person inside and out. And so, you know, looking forward to reconnecting with them. I know she does this incredible tea for two, Bruce. She First, she starts off by, um, talk, she summons up Anita O'Day, saying how much she loves her. And then she sings a, a tea for two that Anita would, Anita would be swooning herself. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Now, so your, your current group... Uh, style of music that we're going to hear on, on Saturday would be more like the New Orleans? Yeah, like uh, traditional New Orleans mm -hmm. jazz, you know. Right. I mean, New Orleans music, um, you know, we're all fans of and study that music. Uh, Louis Armstrong, Cindy Bechet, sure. you know, right. the stuff that happened in the 20s up to Preservation Hall. And, right. um, you know, so the music we'll play is in that tradition. I've been fortunate to travel to New Orleans once or twice, tw two or three times and uh, music 
you can't you can't walk down the street without hearing music. It's That's wonderful. It's a wonderful yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. And the wonderful food too. But uh, so yeah. who else? It goes together. Now, <laughs> Are you in a position to talk a little bit about some of the other groups? Are you familiar with any of the other groups that you could uh, enlighten us? Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm looking forward to being there at the festival. Mm -hmm. My wife, Scout, is on the board of directors. And so, you know, she's had, a, I think, a pretty heavy hand in in planning the festival. And, uh, uh, you know, this band we're talking about, this band we're discussing, A La Bao, is kind of her brainchild. Her oh, idea. She threw you guys together in a room and she said, just, you play. know, put it put it to each one of us and said, Hey, why don't we have a you know, a Western Canadian kind of slash a family band New York. Also, sure. re- it's, yeah. it, it really is, you know. Yeah. We've played together for so many years. And uh, but you know, we haven't been a band all together mm-hmm. before uh, well, this set on Saturday. So that's kind of how you jazz guys do it. You guys know the tunes, you show up in a room with your instruments and magically there it is, Buzz. They play it. And I'll tell you that it does help if you've actually played together before. Well, <laughs> sure. I will, you know, but you have, you're, you're not wrong. You're, you're right. You know, I mean, I, I've seen you do it. I've seen you right. sit in with the, 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 the Green Street Trio, call a tune, and then, then the four of you yeah. are going at it like you've just rehearsed for hours. And that's a wonderful thing. Every time we we talk, Buzz, we we end up talking about how the magic of what these guys you and I are super do. fans, and we're yeah. mystified by how they do what they do. They do it with I think they do it with wires, maybe. Right. So Evan, you're going to be playing at five o'clock at Pulaski Park, I think. That's right. Uh, so what did you want to be playing outdoors? Is it was that a factor for you? Oh well, I mean, yeah, I mean it's a festival, you know. So outdoor venues, if it's a nice day. We're hoping for a nice day on Saturday. I think you we've know. got a nice day coming. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, you know, we'll be there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, playing outdoors for an outdoor crowd is a, is a super fun thing to do. I'm looking forward to going early, actually, because our great friend Matthew Rivera, this is something that's never before happened at the Northampton Jazz Festival. Matthew Rivera, also known as Fat Cat, is a protege of Phil Shapps. And uh, Phil Schapp, the great jazz historian, NEA jazz master, um, will be spinning 78 RPM records of original. I mean, this is how the music first came out. It was how the music was first listened to um, from the 20s onward. Um, He's going to be playing 78 shellac records for a whole set of, I think, an hour and a half earlier on in the day. Uh, Yeah, 2.30 p.m. in Pulaski Park as well. Well, that could be interesting. Little sidebar. I had a '78. I had an Edison Victrola, and I had a '78 with a tune called "Kitten on the Keys." Oh yeah, and it was the version I had was played by Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's. He was a he, he was a piano player in in one one of the iterations in his life. Gosh, do I wish I still had that. I. <laughs> Don't tell me you gave it away to the Wright brothers who were with you when you were listening to no, it. No, actually, I, I mistakenly left it on this. Uh, it's a long story. Right? <laughs> it's, it's a Bruce emba- Nimzik story. It's embarrassing. Story. It is take five with Bruce Nimzik and the incredibly talented Evan Arnson, a member of Elaba, which will be playing uh, this weekend at the Northampton Jazz Festival. Um, open up your Google and take a look at who's playing. It's going to be an incredible weekend with a lot of great music and some real talent right here in the Valley. And so, it's free, Buzz. And it's free, and it's the opportunity to frequent a whole lot of the wonderful venues that are spo- that are supporting sure. this, this Friday music. night, you know, the, the strut is a lot of fun. Right. Friday, Saturday, it's incredible. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Evan and Bruce in just a few minutes. Do stay with us. Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Look at him shuffling and shuffling down, rambling, scrambling and headed for town, hustling, bustling and buzzing around, happily waiting at the station. Look at the train, the number seven. When it's happening here in the valley, we're talking about it. For the first time in the history of the country and of the history of the United States, the Supreme Court has taken away a constitutional right. 
I would also describe this day as a day when women in the United States and people who can become pregnant have become second-class citizens. 1015, 1400, and 1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. At American National, we understand the tried and true farm and ranch lifestyle. And what's important to you is important to us. You deserve an insurance plan custom made to meet all the specific needs of your agribusiness operation. American National offers flexible farm and ranch policies with package options to help better protect your livelihood. We're right by your side. For more information and to connect with a local American National agent, just visit AmericanNational.com. American National Property and Casualty Company and Affiliates, Springfield, Missouri. If I remember correctly, there's something like 30 different grapes in this wine. That's the awesome thing about Portuguese. There's like two grapes people have ever heard of, and the rest of it is just catch as catch can, and it's usually pretty good and very cheap. Every Friday morning, Monty visits the wine snobs to talk about wine at State Street. These are Portuguese field blends from Casa Freitas. It is the Sand Creek Red Blend. I love this wine. It's $9.99 dark, it's rich. It's red. Uh, given the fact that there are 30 grapes playing against each other in here, there's a lot going on yeah. for $9.90. My kids, every time I make them smell wine, say, it smells like wine. All wine smells the oh, same. Yeah, and daughter. I'm like, you're yeah. wrong. But when I smelled this, the first thing I thought of was, it smells like wine. But then very quickly moved on to chocolate and blueberry and yeah. As soon as I swirled the glass, boom. Yeah. Like chocolate cake. Blueberry and chocolate cake. That's what, those are like the that. two things I'm getting, blueberry and chocolate. Iron and blood. Yes. Yeah. Vampire wine. Find your favorite wine and your next favorite wine at State Street Fruit Store Deli Wines and Spirits. When I was a kid, a bowl of cereal seemed incomplete unless it was topped with sliced bananas. And we knew where our bananas came from. They came from Chiquita. Our pineapples came from Dole. And our oranges came from Sunkist. We didn't think much about it, but we do now. We want food that hasn't spent a lot of time on a truck or in a processing plant. Around here, it's hard to miss the Local Hero label. Local Hero makes it quick and easy to identify food raised right here in Western Mass. Local Hero is part of CESA, Community Involved in Sustaining Agriculture. And Local Hero is just one of the things that CESA does to help Western Mass farms thrive. CESA helps build a strong local food system, working with farmers, stores, restaurants, so all of us have fresh Fresh local food choices. Look for the bright yellow Local Hero label and think about becoming a CESA supporter. Go to buylocalfood.org, find out what CESA does and why it's worth supporting, and bon appetit. At the Northampton Survival Center, we believe that no one should choose between paying bills or buying food. In the Northampton Survival Center, queremos que nadie debería elegir entre pagar sus cuentas o comprar alimentos. We supply free groceries for people in 18 Hampshire County communities in a safe outdoor distribution. Proveemos comestibles gratis a personas en 18 comunidades del condado de Hampshire en una distribución segura y al aire libre. For information about grocery pickup or delivery, call 413. 586-6564 or visit NorthamptonSurvival.org Para información sobre recogida o entrega de comestibles llame al 413-586-6564 o visítenos en NorthamptonSurvival.org If the challenges of the past year have left you needing help we are here for you. Si las dificultades del año pasado lo han llevado a necesitar ayuda estamos aquí para usted. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And we are back with Bruce Nimzik, his Take 5 segment with the immensely talented um, Evan of Elabras. So, <laughs> Elaba. <laughs> so, Evan, uh, I'm looking at your uh, list of people you perform with, one of our favorites, Almost seems like he's a local Houston person, uh, Catherine Russell. Wycl uh, you're, you're performing with a who's who of some of the younger and older jazz people now, and you have a lot of stuff going on yourself. It says here you've got three albums as a leader. That's correct, yeah. And Two of which were produced by my wife, Scout, who's working with the Northampton Jazz Festival. Okay. So I'm glad you keep on mentioning your wife. And yeah. She, 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 
also a performer, isn't she? Uh, no, no she hates being on stage. Really? <laughs> oh, I thought I thought somebody had said that she sang or. No, no, it. that's an assumption a lot of people make. Okay. But no, she's really behind the scenes and and does everything. Okay. But perform. She listens with musicians' ears, though. She really has that talent uh, as a musician would to hear music very deeply. I think we feel there's the same ourselves buzz that we yeah, yeah except we don't have any talent at the point <laughs> so <laughs> borrow the ears listening <laughs> so, is a talent yeah. so what else so what else do you have coming up you have a show coming up in october yeah i'm excited about playing for carol's jazz night on october 19th wednesday night at the blue room in hampton i'll have a great trio there featuring matt munisteri who actually played at the northampton jazz festival with me last year uh, he'll be there with me, and uh, Greg Lothman from Boston, a great bass player. So we'll have a nice time there on the 19th for Carol's Jazz Night. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much it. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's wonderful. Not and performing you, as we'll, much as we'll I We'll let to. you uh, maybe sell some of your merchandise right. in a minute or two. You know, I just, there was an article this morning about the reiteration of the Geffen Hall in uh, New York, how they're mm -hmm. opening up, and Etienne Charles... Mm. who I happened to meet at the Northampton Jazz Fest uh, probably four or five years ago. I had the pleasure to. I yeah. was helping out, and it was raining, and his group pulled up in a van, and he needed uh, Sudafed. He, he, had a, he had a runny nose or whatever was going on, so I got in the, in the vehicle with him and rode around to the CVS and bought him some Sudafed. And today I read that he's written the piece that's going to open up the new hall this it's a uh, piece that's going to be it's called um uh san juan hill named after the area that was demolished to build uh the original uh geffen hall what was it, it was your avery and fisher hall and it was a uh, what was it the first iteration of it uh I can't i'm not going to remember you're looking at me as if i'm going to remember i was hoping you <laughs> i am did not bruce buzz. nimzik <laughs> so it was just fascinating that you know the northampton jazz fest is it's a small festival, but it gets some great, great musicians every year. And oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm you can include yourself in that. Evan. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing Ron Carter's group very much, though. You know, yeah. and some younger artists as well, like Samara Joy, who's playing as a part of the Jazz Strut on Friday night. She's so talented. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah she's really got it. So, especially if you like New Orleans, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, all the music we play comes from New Orleans. You know. One of the interesting things, Paul Arcelanian is going to be at the deck on the strut. The thing that he loves to do, playing with a tap dancer. And if you've never thought of a tap dancer as a uh, music, musician, to see a Paul play with this guy who actually becomes a percussionist, it's a, it's a really wonderful thing. Corey Hutchins Tap Percussionist yeah. Quartet at the deck. That's going to be at 8 o'clock. On Friday, Friday night. Yeah. Look up the Northampton Jazz Fest. There it is. The whole uh, uh, array of incredible talent. And I, I wanted to ask you, Evan. Um, I know you're a jazz musician and a very talented one. But what other genres do you like of music? Oh any? yeah, it's interesting. I mean, when I was in high school, I listened to you know what my friends were listening to. You know, to some degree. Uh, and that was really like classic rock, funnily enough. It wasn't popular music for me even at that time. I don't think I've really listened to any pop music from the time that I was listening to it right. <laughs> ever in my life. Uh, but, you know, so Led Zeppelin, The Doors, Van Morrison, and then, you know, Bob Marley. Mm -hmm. uh, at a certain point, I discovered like P-Funk and James Brown and um, uh, Sly and the Family Stone was very important. Really? Uh, and still is. I still love that music today. So, which leads me to the oh. question, and I'm sorry, Bruce, no, okay. but um, which is, what brought you to jazz? Other than your father. What brought you yeah, to jazz? Yeah, I mean, I got to just say my family, you know, um, because my father's a piano player, loves Bill Evans, Oscar Peterson, you know, all the great uh, jazz pianists. Um, so I heard that music around the home all the time. And then when I started clarinet with my grandfather, his favorites were... Cindy Bechet, Louis Armstrong, Jelly Roll Morton, uh, Jimmy Noon, Johnny Dodds. I mean, New Orleans musicians from the original time of jazz, you know. Uh, and he listened to that music from when he was a teenager and fell in love with it and then always had a band that would play that music. 
actually how I met Bria, who I'm, who were, you know, was the leading us in Elaba on Saturday, uh, was that my grandfather Lloyd invited me to uh, sit in with him. I think I was maybe 15, 16 years old at the time, uh, at a festival that he was playing, and Bria also happened to be there for the same purpose. You know, they were getting us younger musicians involved, and so I met her there, and she invited me to come out and join her band about an hour outside of Vancouver, where I was raised, and, uh, you know, the rest is history. We got together that way, so that's how I got into jazz. One last thing about music uh, that you listen to. If you were to put something on a turntable today, what would it be? Well, we do that frequently. Unfortunately, we have a turntable at home. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I had a Art Blakey record live in Paris. I was listening to that Very the cool. other day. Yeah. Um, I love this West Montgomery, uh, uh, Lionel Hampton record that I have. Sorry, not Lionel Hampton. Bags, Mel Jackson. Uh, Mel Jackson, West Montgomery. Um, you know, I just go to the shelf, and if we're in rec- in a record store, we're in trouble because yeah. we're leaving with lighter wallets. His name is Evan Arnson of Elaba. Um, it is really worth. They're going to be playing Pulaski Park Saturday as a sort of uh, to help close out um, the jazz festival uh, just before Ron Carter Quartet takes stage at the Academy of Music at 7.30. They'll be playing at 5 o'clock, Ayla Bath. Um, really, do go to the website and look. There is, um, I mean, it really starts with our jazz strut on Friday at 4.30, Pioneer Valley Performing Arts School Jazz Ensemble, and then the SciTech Band, and then name after name of people who are extraordinarily talented, and um, what a gift. Yes, it is. And you know, we've got to tip our cap to our friend Ruth Griggs, Bruce who is Griggs. the president of the Northampton Jazz Festival. And speaking with her, she's been working her tail off. They've got an event tonight uh, for the patrons of the Jazz Fest. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where it is, but uh, uh, just talking with her last night, she's exhausted from the work she's putting into it. And so you, we've got to. Thank her for and, her, her And rapper. every other week, she's and, here and at Paul, Take 5. Paul Arcelinian, who's also one of the proponents of the festival. And Evan's wife, Scout, I think, is one of the organizers. Yeah, so. they've got a great team. I've really appreciated. And Carol Smith, you know. Um, Carol, Carol Smith, Abby. The whole course. team of board of directors of the festival are really doing a fantastic job. We're very lucky. Those of us who really love the music, we're so lucky for the people who make it possible for us to enjoy it. So get so. out there Friday night for the Jazz Strut. And, and then what you can do at 5 o'clock at Pulaski Park is you can come and swoon at Evan. <laughs> Trust me, you will. But we're going <laughs> to leave him with a red face. Everybody, thanks for joining us today. Join us tomorrow uh, for Afternoon Buzz at 4. Thanks, bud. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg. 101.5 WHMP. If you are facing foreclosure on your house or apartment and want to stay in your home, you may call the Franklin County Foreclosure Working Group. We have volunteers who can inform you of your rights as a homeowner or tenant. This information can help avoid or delay eviction. Call us at 413-684-TEAM, T-E-A-M, or write us at franklin.county.homes at gmail.com. Live and local news and talk for Northampton and the Valley since 1950. WHMP Northampton. WHMQ Greenfield. Northampton Radio Group Station. It's 5 o'clock.